2: Hey, baseball fans, the game
3: is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's
4: here. What do you got, Tim?
3: We'll hear the highlights.
5: And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back.
2: Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez, And the Brewers have the
3: we'll hear from the manager and the players we'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office
5: i like tim's perspective
3: history is made each and every year and we're talking about it 17 years of coverage after each game here's your host tim allen it is a final
6: from boston and the results are again good a 9-4 victory to take game two of this three-game set and welcome in everybody it is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Tim Shea right here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. They put up nine runs. They bang out 14 hits, and they get another victory, and they go after the sweep tomorrow in Boston, and that would be huge. How big of a uh, win would it be tomorrow? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about you know, another couple of days goes by, and those sheets are torn off the calendar closer to the trade deadline. Here we are Saturday. The trade deadline is, you know, mid-afternoon on Tuesday. So you're looking at one, two, three, th- about less than three days now. we at that point. And what do they need? And we threw this out there on Twitter as well. What do they need and need being capitalized? Um, a center fielder? A relief pitcher? We got something else in mind. Want to get your reaction on this one. And are you getting sold? Not sold, but are you getting sold on this offense? I took some notes here just, just to compile some numbers here. Uh, as the Brewers now are 7-1 and one since the All-Star break. And the offense just streaking away. And it, uh, it's pretty impressive. It really is. Since the break, through the eight games, 55 total runs. 81 hits and 41 drawn walks. Again, 55 runs in the eight games. So you do the simple math. It's just under seven runs. They're averaging seven runs a game through the eight games. That's a big, big number in baseball. That's a huge number. 81 hits. Another big number. Double digit in hits on average each game for the last eight out of the All-Star break and averaging four walks a game, five walks a game. I mean, those are big numbers. Are you starting to get sold? Because I mean, you're not sold. Eight games does not you know, change a, a, a long sample size here. And then you get to, so a little bit of uh, everything here on the show today. What do the Brewers need? Center fielder, relief pitcher, or other? Are you getting sold on the offense a little bit? How big of a game is it tomorrow? I think it's really, really big. And you would say, well, I don't know if it's that big. Is it the biggest game of the year? I don't know, sort of, kind of. When you start looking at the standings, who these guys are chasing, yeah, I think it's a pretty big, sizable game tomorrow. It is. You know, you can sweep the Boston Red Sox in Boston. You have an off day on Monday. You then are staring down the barrel of six straight games against Pittsburgh and Cincinnati prior to a tough little stretch there of nine, which includes two against Tampa, three against St. Louis, and four against the L.A. Dodgers. It's games like this, smelling blood in the water for this team right now. They need to go get it tomorrow. You're probably going to be without, uh, for sure, without Devin Williams tomorrow. Probably without Boxberger. You did uh, tack on enough late in the game today, so you didn't have to go with Hayter. He's available tomorrow. You could go back to Trevor Gott. It was a big performance by Gott today to get through and bounce back after his last performance through a scoreless rack today. Hobie Milner, the bump in the road there out of the pen. Three hits, three runs. But at some point, who's that guy? When, when you don't have the trio of Box, Williams, and Hayter, who is that guy out of the pen? You know, they've been trying Gustave, maybe a little bit of Brent Suter. But at some point, if, there are, if there's not a reliever incoming, you're going to have to trust Jake McGee in huge situations. Very, very soon. I mean, it could be tomorrow. All of these things play a role in a Brewers uh, victory today, 9 4 to take game two. They won four in a row. I, I think I said they had won four in a row yesterday. No, that now it's four in a row. That wraparound series with the Rockies kind of sc- scrambled up my brain here a little bit. 414 677 1250. Now, again, just to remind you guys, a little bit different phone number here and you know, not just for this show, but uh, for Bart and and the big show and the afternoon show, uh, any other shows that we have here. Just kind of reprogram that phone you've got in your pocket or your hand right now, and just you probably have it listed as the fan. Uh, put it put it in now as four one four six seven seven twelve fifty instead of seven nine nine twelve fifty six seven seven twelve fifty. And uh, that way you can always stay in touch with us via that uh, Odyssey app or over the air whenever you want to uh, feel the need to pick up the phone and chime in. We would love to have you. So a lot of things on the board today. Eric Lauer, um, yeah, I I thought he was in a lot of trouble. I mean, this dude, he was throwing a ton of pitches, and and I am uh, pretty impressed that he did muscle his way through five innings of work. Normally, you wouldn't applaud a guy for getting through five, but the way it started here today, I think you have to give him some credit for not having a great day it's he was he was going he was going five pitches deep on on half the batters, a little over half the batters he was facing, a ton of full counts, a ton of three ball counts, but never the big blow up inning and that kept this team in the baseball game you know bridge that gap to that uh to that bullpen. Again, the hiccup in the bullpen was Hobie Milner uh, and that's going to happen, but the offense tack on runs. One in the eight, uh, seventh, one in the eighth, three in the ninth to sit Hader down. Now this is, I don't, I can get, I could get used to this. This is more of what I thought the offense would be coming into this season. Tim, listen to these runs scored
7: from seven out of the eight games that they won. Six, nine, nine, ten. Seven, ten, four,
6: nine. And you start putting up six, seven, ten, nine, eight, you're going to win almost every one of those games. Almost every single one of those. And the one game they did lose in the eight games it was seven and one out of the all star break, was a two zip shutout loss. And then you point to, to Ashby, who, who pitched his tail off. You know, that was the one, and we, we talked about it at that time. When you get shut out like that, when your offense is in a groove, it's what you do immediately after that. You get right back on and get right back going. And they've done that. And then you have uh, Hunter Renfro, big hits. You've got multi-hits out of Wong and Rowdy Telez starting to put it together. At one point prior to Christian Yelich's last at-bat here tonight, he was at 261. He's at 259 right now. A nine game hitting streak, a multi hit game again. Four hits in the series. A leadoff double, Scorcher, opposite field. Kind of classic Christian. That's huge. All right, 414 677 1250. Where are we going to start here? Let's
7: start out with Brian, who is leaving. Fenway Park and listening to the Brian, this had
6: to be a good, a good, fun one for you for game two. You got you got two wins in uh, Beantown, there, Brian.
8: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat though, Tim. I tell you,
6: it was, it, was a, it was a lot of
8: Red Sox fans here today. Uh, just a full house and just a warm afternoon. But it was, well, I'll tell you, Tim, We do, how we dealt you, right? We dealt you early in the year. You said the office was going to come around and, and, and boy, I'll tell you, the offense looks so much better after the break. And, Tim, I got one stat for you. You were, we're at 4.67 runs per game. That's fifth in the league. Fifth in the league, Tim. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, come on. I mean, the offense is definitely on, on their way back. And and um, I'm very excited about this team, Tim. And I tell you, we, I can't wait for the next couple of days to see what kind of things they're going to actually be doing as far as adding players and and getting ready for the stretch. What would here you do,
6: Brian? Would would you go with a, a center field acquisition or a reliever or is there another position that you, you might be thinking about?
8: Actually, Tim, I'm gonna be disappointed if we don't address both. I really think we need to go and get a center fielder, someone that can hit, or even 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 if it means putting cutch in center and, and getting some other other help in that offense. I mean, even though we've been hitting the ball, you know, there's lately, I mean and then a reliever in the back end of that bullpen to get us in that sixth inning, sixth, seventh inning area. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if if, if can can't address both of them. But I I know it's going to be very hard. I mean, with everybody wanting the same things, right? All these teams want the same, you know. But I I mean, I'm very excited, Tim. I'll tell you, as you can as you can tell, I mean, leaving Fenway and, and just been a great couple of days and great weather and so so what do you do
6: tonight and what do you do tonight in boston you're probably flying back tomorrow but what i mean you got a nice wind today it's 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 not super late do you go out for dinner what do you do
8: well we're going out for some seafood here we're gonna get some seafood here in us and we didn't have we didn't have much of a dinner today because we've been out gallivanting around and get into the stadium and get a bunch of a meal so we're gonna have a good meal tonight and then tomorrow we're gonna do a little little do a little you know, going around looking at some things in Boston. We're not going to the game tomorrow. We're going to fly out later tomorrow afternoon and and uh, get back late tomorrow night and and get ready for get ready for the the Pirates next week. Yeah, we're going to be home for that. We're not we're not going there obviously, but uh, coming back to AmFam for next weekend for the 82 celebration and and uh, yeah, just really pumped him. I tell you, we just it's been a great couple of days. But this offense, I think that's the one thing you have to really kind of. And know a lot of people were very upset with their offense, and rightly so. I was too, and you've always been there to say, hey, I really believe in this offense. And, Jim, you're right. How oh, We doubted you. We shouldn't have doubted you. But.
6: <laughs> well, I, it, you know what? Pinch yourself, Brian. That's really cool. You're, you're definitely lucky you get to do what you're doing right now, being... You know, jump on a plane and go to Boston and go to Fenway Park and see the brewers and go out and eat some seafood, and that's, that's super cool. So we'll talk soon. All right, Brian, safe travels. Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, all right, uh, 799, I'm oh, sorry, no. 677-1250. That's 414 1250 as, you know, he wants both in, in this turnaround prior to the deadline on Tuesday. I think so. I, I center agree. fielder as well as a reliever. You need another, what, sixth, seventh inning guy maybe? The reliever market is pretty expensive these days because – and you guys know why. Look at, look at playoff baseball. Look at postseason baseball. Look at World Series baseball. These games are 3-1, 3-2 in pivotal moments. Yeah, once in a while. You know, you get these games where it's one swing – and it's a two- or three-run home run, and that made the difference? Well, that's mid- to late game. That's what makes the difference in those games. And so when you, you have to go to your bullpen, seemingly on, a, on an every-game basis, you got to have some strength in numbers. And I don't just mean an, another bridge-the-gap guy in terms of you know, middle relief. I'm looking at a lockdown, a guy you can say, okay, once you get through five, it's over. Because it's reliever X that you bring in, box williams Hater, Or it might be box, depending on the matchup in, in the sixth, and then you go with that reliever you bring in for the seventh, then Williams, then Hater. Those are the games you got to be looking at. Those are the things you have to be looking at to win a World Series. Not just get to the playoffs to win the World Series. What does he do? What would you do? You've seen enough Brewers baseball here. To, I think to make an accurate kind of a proclamation of what you would want. 414-677-1250. Nate, you and I have been in lockstep on this reliever thing. We're getting dangerously close to the trade deadline here, buddy.
9: Uh, Yeah, most definitely. I um, think I've been on reliever since. Probably the second second month of the season, I um, like I we I really liked the Luis Ferdinand. I really did. I really thought that um, he would have been that guy um, if he would have been given more time due to the injury. But um, yeah, I, me personally, I would love to see a reliever come in here um, just for situations like we had today. Um, Hobie Milner has been great for us all season, so I'm not gonna bash him in any way, but that's not that's not a guy who you that's not the guy who you want in that seventh inning right there. Um you were like a, you were like if you if they would have had a guy who could take over for box so you can give box rest, then that that would have been great, but they don't. So that's why I, I say every time we come on here and every time the question is posed to me or a reliever, um, sixth, seventh guy who you can push down. So if Hader's not available, you can push everybody down and, and slot him in the seventh inning. Uh, and if everybody is available, you can slot him in the sixth. Um, but another thing for me, Tim, I think they need to add is I think they need to add um, a guy who can be played 2 Um I love Adamus. Adamus, is, is, he's great. Um, but in that 2-hole for me, when you got Yelich playing, doing okay at the at the number one spot, you gotta have that guy number two who can make contact and just get on base. For me, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I grew. I'm, I'm a young guy too, but I, I grew up around older guys and older older baseball. Where I, I was always taught, you're fast guys, you put in the one hole your best contact here is in the two hole to get to keep that to keep that line moving and then your power guys are in your three four hole and then mm-hmm. you fill it out the rest of that way that's how I was always taught that like baseball lineup should be should be uh, and some managers still do that
6: some some <laughs> do do that but but here's here's the thing Nate when uh, as a matter of fact Tim Shea and I were talking about this prior to the show tonight who would replace Adamus? Now you're saying from external um, acquisitions would replace uh, Adamus into the two-hole. But what if they don't get that? I, I think just based – and this sounds bad, but based on a default, Willie Adamas kind of is the only guy for the two-hole. Do you take a chance with Wong? Because that's going to be a platoon thing. Do you take a chance with Louis? Well, if he was having a good year – I like his eye, and I like his his uh, future for sure. I I think he's going to be one whale of a baseball player. I do. I think he's going to be a star player, but it's just not there yet. There's nobody on this roster that you would slide into the two spot for Adamus. I think he's just there by default right now.
9: Yeah, most definitely. That's why that's why I said it would have to be it would have to be from a trade position. Yeah. Um, I would have loved Andrew Benetendi, um if they could have got him. I felt like he would have been he, he would have been a perfect guy for that two um because he has a high he has a high on base percentage and a high batting average. You could slot him in there, but then it'd be conflict comp, uh, conflict between like let, uh, putting two lefties at the top of order.
10: Um,
9: but you know, if push comes to shove, I, I just really wish that for if push comes to serve and they can't add a particular guy that they uh, want, just getting a reliever probably. Would be fine for me. Um, I feel I do feel like they need to add a bat though. But if they, I understand that bats now mm-hmm. is very dry, dry right now, and it's not really in the plans for a bat. But if they could add a bat, I could do that. But just sitting here and I keep hearing on the broadcast, oh, you're getting Freddie Peralta back, and that's a that's a that's a great uh, for." For acquisition for the trade that line. No, that's not good enough. That's that's just not good enough. You see yeah. you I can you can clearly see a a, a little tink in the armor with that bullpen pin and it's that sixth that if, if a if a starter goes short, it's that fifth and sixth inning where you got guys who can be there but if you can add to that and make that 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 uh that part of the bullpen strong, you can in the in the playoffs when it when it when a starter is struggling you can really lock something down as Agreed. far as bringing a piece in to solidify that six because imagine if you got a if, imagine if you got a guy who's who you can imagine if you got a bullpen where you can go six seven eight nine and it's, that's it's locked exactly down. right that's, that's amazing that's amazing
6: it's, it's right on plus in the postseason World Series you have a quicker hook you just have a quicker cool. hook, and, and you're going to lean on these guys. Nate, Nate thanks for the call. Good, good call. I'm right with, it, with you there, 100%. Now, on the hitting side of things, here's where the flexibility comes in, and it works well for this, this team as uh, it is constructed. If you, For example, if you go get a center fielder, Okay, that's the, that's the more simplistic way to do things. I know Tyrone Taylor, there's a lot of Tyrone Taylor fans. TT, T-Bone getting the job. Homer today, tripled yesterday. He's part of this, for sure. But again, can you make an improvement there? Yes. And then Jonathan Davis is out. Okay, fine. It's fair enough. That's simple. If you can't get, and if you do get that done, okay, Andrew McCutcheon stays in the D.H., Yelich, player acquisition in center, Renfro and right. Outfield, DH, all set. Let's go. What if you can't get a center fielder? Would it then be uh, DH? DH is sort of s- simplistic in this way. You acquire the DH. He goes into the DH spot, and McCutcheon plays more outfield than you ever would have thought coming into the season. You're going to have to lean on him. Rely on him to make smart decisions with his body, stay healthy down the stretch and into the postseason. All right, so you have those two scenarios. Now let's say that, that there's no center field. There's no DH. Wow, but there's a third baseman. Okay, how does this work? Well, Luis Urias can play second base. What does that mean for Wong? Well, it could mean a platoon split. Just for now, as much as you like Louie moving forward, a platoon split at second base, lefty-righty splits, works real well for Colton Wong. And then Louie's just going to have to bite the bullet and take one for the team. And then the, the acquisition would play third base. And then the third base, the second base, first base, all interchangeable parts there, along with the outfield, with that DH. See, here's where the DH is going to come in super handy for Council. I'm not a big uh, DH guy. I I thought it took away a weapon of Craig Council's that um, that really kind of hurt this team. I, I do, but now where 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 it's flexibility, versatility. I think the DH uh, comes in handy. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty notebook Mike. How are you, buddy?
11: Oh, I almost goes off. Hey, I'm putting you to sleep. How are you, Timmy? It's nice <laughs> when you don't have to smoke, smoke, smoke when it's in doubt. eh? two one in the ninth.
6: That's that's true. I mean, for <laughs> a while true, there, this eh? was so close, one of those nail biters again. But then they blew oh, it I open was late.
11: the nails. Mm-hmm. But then when there was nine two. You know, it's like Dorothy said in The Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. 34 home games coming up. 34. That's a whole month of home games.
6: Yeah, well, they need to start winning at home.
11: Well, you don't think they can?
6: Oh, I think they will. For sure they will. But they need to win at a bigger clip.
11: What is this thing with center field? Was it Josh Hamilton and you got Tyrone Taylor? You really need three center fielders?
6: No, no, you don't.
11: Oh you, you don't. don't How about getting another catcher? We'll be the only team in the league with four catchers. <laughs>
6: Grab another that's the first <laughs> that's I've heard good, of eh? acquiring a catcher.
11: <laughs> but uh real quick, uh Damas Orcia, you I think I said it wrong. Devin Williams, Yelich. I like this Gustav guy. He's an imposing figure on the mound. The reliever.
3: Yeah,
6: yeah, Gustav. I like he, him a lot. Yeah, he, he's, he's he got Rowdy. He's gonna, He might have to take take a hold of some big innings, and really has this season been health. I really like the healthy. guy. Mm-hmm.
11: And real quick, lo- I love the guy, Mike DeBainer. You know him. He said they should get Shoney, you know, the pitcher.
6: Shoney yeah,
11: Yeah. Yeah. They should trade the whole farm system for him. And I'm like, (laughs) that ain't happening. Bart went crazy.
6: Uh Did you listen to
11: any of Bart?
6: Friday? Yesterday?
11: Yeah, Friday, yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, I heard uh, maybe two minutes of him. He sounded like Yeah, Bart. I couldn't
11: get on. I tried calling. He's ready for the big time, huh?
6: There you go. Yes, yes, indeed. All right.
11: and private jets. All right, Timmy.
6: Take it easy, take it easy. Have a good take
11: beer tonight and some ciggies.
6: Yeah, hey, there where's you go. your band
11: play next?
6: Uh, you know what? I'll get you guys some some dates here soon, all right? How's that sound?
11: Yeah, I, never see, I, I haven't seen a band since Mount Olive. I don't yeah. know if you know
6: who they are. I I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, all right, we, I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go, Mike. Right. Uh, we'll we'll there talk soon. Go. All right. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Rocket. What's on your mind? Brewers win today.
12: Hey Timmy, great talk to you. Hope you're having a good day. Um, I just want to remind everyone we are seven and eight out of the break.
6: Seven and one.
12: Uh, I meant to say seven out of eight. My fault. (laughs) Uh, But Adamus, you know, as a shortstop, he's got, what, 20 home runs. I don't know many shortstops that have many more. I'm looking very forward to Freddie Peralta coming back. The guy's going to bolster us big time. As far as DH, I I think we're kind of holding off there, uh, Stearns is, because... McCutcheon has come up huge lately. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. that one for 40 streak, but he has been he's been dynamite since. So they don't know what to do because where are you going to put the next guy?
6: Um, let me how, hear what you have to say. How big a game is it? How big a game is it tomorrow? Now, I like synergy. I like this these synergistic uh, sort of uh, isometric almost uh, bookends, if you will. I like it when, first of all, you can get a sweep on the road in Boston. That's good enough. You continue a winning streak. You can get to five tomorrow. Then you get an off day. I really like that. And so you can Mm -hmm. button all of these things up. How big of a game is it tomorrow in game three? Sure.
12: Um, The nail is about a quarter inch from the plywood. (laughs) And tomorrow you win the game, it it hammers it down. And that's what I want.
6: Yeah, I mean, it, you, uh, the ex-wife is going to borrow the broom to us, so we can we can borrow the broom for the sweep over the Red Sox here. Rocket, and so be um, it. yeah. <laughs> hey, Rocket, um, you you hey. called out a uh, uh, Roger in Cudahy last Wednesday.
12: I sure did. Um, yes, you, yes, yes, Roger. you did.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm still waiting on Roger to call. Because I want to play him that. I don't know. Uh, he hasn't called since being called out by you. Oh, but I want man. to get his response. I want to get his response. I don't
12: want to do that to him. I mean, I was just <laughs> having some fun. True.
6: That, that's what we do here. It's just all in, in, in a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Roger. We'll, we'll Roger's an
12: awesome dude. All right, man. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. Take, be take well. it easy.
6: 414 677 1250. As the Brewers get the 9 4 victory, Eric Lauer with the win. His ERA now at three seven, and again he's he's one of those guys that uh, I've always been uh, pretty pretty fascinated with uh, the up and down sort of thing when he was acquired, and everyone went crazy on that trade. Trent Grisham, Zach Davies, outbound and incoming is uh, Urias and Lauer, and trade didn't look good early, and then it looked great. It 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 it, it looks really good. It just looks really good. If you just tuned in, 414-677-1250. Three things. How big a game is it tomorrow? You ask me, I think it's huge. I do, as I just described. I like that synergy there. Get it done. Hammer it down now. As Rocket said, hammer this thing down now. Get the sweep and get out of town. Put the nails in
7: the coffin. Make Boston trade.
6: Yeah. Make them traders. And you can do that. You might be doing it as we speak. But you get the off day on Monday, and then you start looking at Pittsburgh and Cincinnati for your next six games. Think about that. You you need this team to streak. Why? Because it just breeds the confidence into all of them. But it also has a target in mind, and that's winning the championship. That target is made easier to hit if you get one of the top two seeds in the National League. And yes, you can still run down the New York Mets. Sorry, guys. You can still run down the Atlanta Braves. Yes, you can. You can still beat out the San Diego Padres. Indeed, you can. All of these are vying for that two seed, assuming that the Dodgers don't falter. In which case, you've got seven against the Dodgers this year. Now, they're about 10 wins ahead of you. But the other teams... At best, they're within four or so. You're right there with them. It's the two seed. That's why games like tomorrow are important. Uh, And then uh, are you getting sold on the offense? And then finally, you know, uh, of this uh, three-pack, three-course meal, uh, what would you want, a center fielder, a third baseman? I'm sorry, a center fielder, a reliever, or other. And you can throw that third baseman in there too if you want. 414-677-1250. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Dave. Dave, you're next here on the fan.
5: Hey Jim, I really appreciate your, your call. I don't get a call in very often. The way the types of characters that you have coming in are amazing, and your patience with them. I would like to see your facial expressions with some of them. Um, I don't know tomorrow. You know, also usually throws out like some skeleton crew on Sundays because everybody the day off. But I mm-hmm. think that. You know, I think the other, put McCutcheon in center field. And, you know, we we need something. I mean, David Peralta was just traded to the Tampa Bay from, you know, Arizona for, you know, a couple of draft picks or a couple of players. But, no, I just love to listen to you. I don't get a chance to call in. I usually listen the day after. Sit in my backyard with a cocktail and a cigar. That's all I got. Thank you very much for being on the air.
6: You, You got it, Dave. That is so cool. I mean that is, I mean that's that's that. I don't know. I've never lived anywhere outside of Wisconsin, but that is just so Wisconsin and so cool. You know, I, th- I think that Brewers baseball. That's why it works in Wisconsin, all over Wisconsin. And then when you move away, it still works. Listening to the ball game, sitting outside, listening to euchre. It's just the. It's just what we do. It's all we've known in the summer. Do we catch every single game, Dave? You you don't either. The biggest of Brewers fans, we don't catch every single pitch of every single game. Well, that's that's a, a little demanding on your entertain entertainment, don't you think? But that's what. <laughs> that's just what we do. It's not only what we do, but you compare it to. I guess do you want to be. In a thumping nightclub? Depends on age, I guess. Depends on your motives, I guess.
7: No, give me a dive bar
6: if we're going somewhere. You know, do you want to be in that thumping nightclub in in Miami? No. Not anymore. (laughs) Or what Dave just said, a cocktail, a cigar, a back deck, and a radio. That is kind of cool. It just is. It really is. I love it. And if I didn't do this show... I'll 100% guarantee you I'd be right there with you doing the same thing tomorrow night after the show. It's exactly where I'm going to be on my back deck. The grill will be going. The radio will be on. No Brewers baseball or anything, but the radio will be on. There'll be a pack of cigarettes, an ashtray, and a cocktail. Well, a beer right there. that's just so that's so wisconsin and i don't mean that in a derogatory sense some people would say that uh some people would say that in other cities like that is so wisconsin yeah it's kind of cool you should try it someday oh we do okay we do have roger on hold so roger was called out by rocket and and those of you that are on hold, I, I know I'm going to have Roger just kind of take cuts a little bit here and, and get up in here, but <laughs> this is this is the instigator part of me. Uh, so uh, on Wednesday afternoon, uh, Rocket had had called out Roger, and and I can say this, Roger, welcome to the fan. I'll, I'll let uh, I want you to hear this. I can say one thing about you, Roger, is that you bring up the most um, thought provoking kind of angles over the years. I've always been impressed with that. You know, sometimes we're always looking for angles here on the radio, something that's a little bit different, a little bit strange even to talk about, but definitely different. You, you've you always brought that to the table here over the years. So, uh, Roger, I appreciate you checking in here, but listen back to Wednesday, and this is what Rocket had to say as he was calling you out. Just
1: real
12: quick, and please hear me out here. Um, I'm kind of tired of the negative minis, a.k.a. I'm Roger from Cudahy. For $15 a week, you can join my camp and we'll discuss how much the Brewers suck. Uh, the Brewers Nation, we are 5-1 after the break and still in first place. If you want to complain about not making a big move, tell me what team has. It's going to come down to the deadline. It takes okay, two to right. tango. So,
6: that's that's good, Tim. All right, Roger. Your response to Rocket. I know he had just called, so he's he's still listening. So, your reaction to that?
2: Well, you know, uh, I, I'd have to say that's a little different uh, angle from Mister Pocket Rocket. There, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've heard, I've heard from others about this. And quite honestly, um, not trying in my defense, but I and we just don't get it. I, I guess I regard Mr. Rocket's comments not as an aspersion, but given imitation is flattery, that he was just trying to bring credence to his idea that there is just too much negativity about the Brewers, but, Tim, it's not coming from Roger, from Cuddy. You know, I'm not going to try to disparage the guy, but rather in an attempt to encourage him to come to the truth. Here, here's what I'll do. I'm going to offer $500 to his one of his favorite charities if he can provide ever any evidence uh, to the, the degree he suggested that I'm that, that negative. Um, to the, I, I guess something was said that uh, I said something to the effect the Brewers suck or I'm trying to um, uh, encourage people to join something, uh, join a club. I guess the Brewers suck club. But in, in any way, you know, I may not be the most positive guy. But I'm Roger the realist, and uh, that does not allow me to be negative about these brewers. So I don't get it, but the offer's there, there, um, Mr. Rocket. If you can find any audio, uh, go in the archives, I'd be more than happy to come up with the $500. And I think what's appropriate to his one of his favorite charities rather than direct. What more can I do? And, and I'm reaching out. I mean, if any other listeners or yourself or producer feel I'm off base here. But I, I guess I, I just don't get it. Don't I don't it. know
6: you, Roger, as being a super negative guy at all. I, I just don't. You Thought-provoking, yes. Um, but I, I th- here's what I think happened. I I think the the negative part of the Brewers came up on the show on Wednesday, and I think he was just combating um, throwing you into the lump of all these negative Brewers fans, and you were just the first name that he could come up with. You were just the first name that he could just grab out of the air, negative or positive or anything. He was just the first fan caller name that he could come up with. That's what I think happened.
2: You know what, I'll even do the guy a favor. I'll even go further than that. I have a tendency to have a monotone and not much inflection in my voice. And maybe that uh, suggests a lack, a lack of enthusiasm. Could be. That's the best I can do for you, Mr. Rocket, but other than offer you uh, what I just did. But, no, I'm not. Like I said, I'm Roger the Realist, and uh, being that, uh, I I can't get negative about this team. I wouldn't be afraid to, but just can't do it. There
6: you go. Roger th- Thanks for the <laughs> okay. call. Thanks. Thanks for having fun with us. All right. 414-677-1250. The harmonious relationship. I'm of glad us he called. Brewers fans, right? I glad
7: they both called. Oh We're yeah.
6: Just there's such togetherness <laughs> with our Brewers fans club here. I mean, we're we're all in the club, uh, Kenny, in West Bend. He's in the uh, Crack One Open Club, and the Brewers rolling, Kenny. What's up, Kimmy? Hold on a minute here. Oh, do you leave like a roll of dimes in a phone booth in
13: South Milwaukee somewhere, like along Packard Avenue, for these guys to call in from? <laughs> what the hell's going on? I, it sounds like everybody just walked out of a tavern, except for Dave. And Dave and I are on the same page in terms of sitting in the yard, getting a grill going, having some beers, listening to the game, because I'm in town. But for each one of those three guys, i got to crack three beers because I've never heard such silliness in my entire life. One, two, and three.
7: I assume those are for Tim and I. Yeah, I,
13: I can crack more. But here's the thing, I haven't stopped laughing. I mean, it's just like the comedy hour, but I love it because the Brewers are winning, we're moving forward, and things are getting better, just as we have been talking about all season long. Yes, has there been some hiccups? There's always going to be hiccups. But guess what the veterans are doing now? Exactly what everybody thought they were going to start doing, hitting the damn ball. Guys are getting healthy. The team has chemistry. That's a key word here, chemistry. What will they do? What will Stearns do, Tim? Here's what I say. If anything, it's going to be pitching. I don't think if they could get a center fielder, it's going to be somebody that nobody's going to ever think of because Stearns doesn't do that. He does not get somebody that everybody's been talking about. He finds somebody that nobody's been talking about. And they come in and they play well. But it's going to be pitching. No two ways about it. It's going to be pitching. I think that the way the team is moving forward now after the break has been the best this team has been all season long. The camaraderie, the, the, the chemistry, it's going to get better and better. Hang on, folks. When 100 wins hit, whose name are you going to say? Tim.
6: My well, I'm I'm gonna point right to you, and that's why games like tomorrow, you wanna to get that two seed or uh, you know, hundred wins, plateau, or whatever benchmark you want to hit, you've got to win. You gotta you've gotta got hammer this thing tomorrow. You you're not playing with house money right now. You're just not.
13: But what they are playing with is extreme confidence, and yes, will they get the win tomorrow? I truly believe they will. Plus you're still sitting on Hayter. Hader can come in and pitch. Yep. yep. So it was a fantastic day-to-day rowdy. He's coming out of his his, uh, his slump, so to speak, because he's had some struggles here during the season, but now he seems to be seeing the ball much better. Uh, Wong, McCutcheon, you look at the way they're hitting the ball. These are clutch guys. Renfro, a couple of games ago, and he still keeps doing his thing. Yellich, he's hitting the ball on the line. He's slapping it around the diamond now. He looks like he's got tremendous confidence. Putting him into one role, and you know me with, with counsel, I'm not the biggest counsel fan, but putting him in the leadoff role has probably been the best thing that he's done so far. Why? He's getting paid. He's got nothing else to play for. He ain't getting another 10-year contract. Yeah. So with that being the case, it's the best place where you could put him.
6: Yeah, no doubt. This is All right, well, have, have fun, Jimmy. man. I'm I'm jealous of you and Dave right now, for sure. You guys sitting outside and cracking some open. That's just so cool. Hey,
8: don't get me
13: wrong. The last three guys, you know, before Dave, I mean, that's, you know, Roger and the other Rocket and the other guy Notebook, I crack up laughing. But – I just had to throw that South Milwaukee comment. And sitting in a phone book, if you're putting dimes in the phone book or in the phone booth for them guys, to call from the country club because that's hilarious. If any anybody who lives in South Milwaukee or Cudahy knows what the hell I'm talking about, you you'll you get that reference. So, yeah.
6: Tim, Kenny, we'll,
13: we'll,
11: we'll catch up
13: take, soon. Take, buddy. take it take easy. Care. Yep,
6: take it easy. I'm glad you're entertained. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the Brewers are playing well. And you know that uh, that is uh, what we. I, I think that's what we all want. I mean, obviously by virtue of listening to this show, you guys are as into Brewers baseball than anyone else around you. If you listen to this show, I mean it's this is proof of it. You just consume Brewers baseball. It's okay to love a baseball team. It's absolutely fine to love a baseball team. It's good. Uh four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. JMO, what's going on? You're on the fan.
14: Timmy Timmy Baseball. Man, you know what these brewers are on? You know what they're on, right? They're on a roll. Ah, yeah, <laughs> is what they're on. They're in Fuego.
6: Well they're as someone said up. last night, they're they're hitting their groove patch.
14: Mmm, bonk de bonk to de bonk d bonk da, <laughs> like that. Slow yeah. Down. Word. Oh, Timmy baseball. What a good day, right? Happy day. Good day. Happy day. Good day. The the kind of day that drives Bart Winkler crazy. Yep. Because the Brewers are rolling, rolling like James Brolin. And, uh, I don't, yeah. We're going to hammer it down tomorrow. I'm going to celebrate with, uh, what I got here? I got a latte because I got a touch of the diabetes. Oh, yeah. That, you know, ain't so good for me. And, uh. Yeah, I got something you can uh, light up, but, you know, um, gotcha. it ain't tobacco. I, I,
6: I, I totally got gotcha. whoa. you. Yep.
14: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, enjoy the happy day.
6: Enjoy this bruise on fire. You got All right. it. All right, Jamie. We'll t- take it Bye-bye. easy. 414-677-1250. I don't condone or not condone. You guys make your own decisions. You're grown people. You guys can do whatever you want. You know the risks? You know the effects? Uh, speaking of which, did we get a chance to do a 420, all, all 420 team this year? I'm not sure if we did it. Did we do you, one?
7: You and I have not. Did you have, have you done one with Evan?
6: Uh, we, we might have this year. Okay. Yeah, we we, we might have. Um, there's a, there's a guy in the 420, all 420 team compiled by me. Uh, that plays for the Red Sox right now. <clears throat> you want to name him Tim Shea? Since we're being goofy, he's in the starting lineup today.
7: Franchi Cordero. No. How do you get him to the four twenty team? I <laughs> uh, Hold on, I need to look at their lineup. I guess.
6: Yeah. Is it obvious? At, Should I know it's this? Pretty obvious. I don't know if it's a term used these days anymore. It was used in my younger days for sure.
7: Oh, so it has to do with his name?
6: Everyone's just screaming at their radio right now. I know. For two reasons. Number one, they know it and you don't. Number two, you guys are wasting time. I have no idea. Bogarts? Oh. Have you heard that term? No, I haven't. Man, don't bogue that. Nope. No? Okay, well. Maybe it's not, a ter- 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 but he's on the all-420 team, okay. that's for sure. Okay. You, want, you want to get in a call? Yeah, here? let's get in uh, Mike in West Allis. Mike, what do you say? You're on the fan.
15: I'm doing good. How's it going, Tim?
6: That's, it's fine. It's good.
15: Yeah, I, I don't know how to follow up that call. I, I feel <laughs> awkward now. <laughs>
6: Well, there's certain Wisconsin traditions that we have here. And obviously Brewers baseball is one cracking some open with Kenny is another and firing up with Jamo is a third. That's just the
15: way it is. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you a question. Do you think Andrew McCutcheon is playing center field most days? Like physically, do you think he's physically capable of doing that?
6: They might be forced into a little more of that. I don't. I, they'll get him off his legs. That's for sure. They will monitor that and watch that. But if they have to run him out there, you know, three times a week, then that's what they're going to have to do. I mean, I, I do. I think it'll 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 last, and and will he stay healthy? I, that's you know that's the unknown. But I think that's a good backup plan if you can't get anything done. Uh, and you do acquire a third baseman and or DH, uh, a DH that cannot play center field, then Cutch is just going to have to do it. I I
15: think that's probably what's going to have to happen, Tim, because there really isn't a lot of center fielders available uh, in the marketplace, and the ones that are are just going to be way too expensive. So, What my preference is, I, I, I don't care what position it is, I just want them to go after the best bat, put that guy in the DH spot and mix and match that way, but You know, my dream is Josh Bell uh, because, you know, since Prince Prince Fielder, the Brewers really haven't had, you know, that position solidified since then, I feel like. It's been a bunch of, you know, decent guys. You know, I I think Tellez reminds me a lot of Eric Thames. You know, Eric Thames vibes with, you know, low average good power that I I think they they could upgrade at that position. I don't think that Telez is the long-term answer there. So I would love it if they traded for Josh Bell and then signed him to a three- to four-year deal. And I think he would be affordable. I think he would – who is a former first baseman for the Cubs, Tim? He went to – I don't know if it was the Yankees. Rizzo. Yes. Anthony Rizzo this offseason. I would say they're pretty comparable players, right? Josh Bell and Anthony Rizzo, would you say so?
6: Yeah, I I guess. I mean, I would probably take Rizzo over Bell, but although Bell is – is Bell too. And Bell, I don't think he's a young dude though. Is he? 29. He's 29. He's 29. Days, okay. He
15: typically age better, you know, they are they're, yeah. they're not running around in the field that much. But my point is is that Rizzo got signed for 2 years, 32 million this offseason. And I think Bell would probably command something equivalent to that, like 15-16 a year,
10: and I Might think be. they
15: could afford that. I think they could afford to sign him for that with uh Kane coming off the books and then Juan coming off the books uh after this season. So yeah. No, I, I, I think
6: it might be on to something plus I believe Bell's a switch hitter. You could also D H him. R- Rowdy Telez is still under team control for a year or two, so you do have you have, do have him in your pocket in case of injury or whatever. He can play some D H. Sure. Th- and that's the thing with the D H you do have flexibility here.
15: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm yep. not saying Telez is a bad ball player. He's he's solid but I just think that you could improve at that position, you know, from an average and on-base standpoint. And I think Josh Bell would accomplish that.
6: Mike, always a pleasure, man. Have a great night. You take care. All right. All right. 414-677-1250. been a weird night. A 9-4 victory for the crew. And uh, you did get offense that just piles on these days. It does beg the question of what what does this say to Stearns? You hate to put your whole season on just a run of eight games, but is it sending a message to Stearns? Has it changed the course of what he had intended maybe two weeks ago? Maybe. I don't know if we'll ever know that. Maybe someone would ask that. I think that's a fair question post trade deadline if someone asked david Stearns, hey man did 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 were you consistent say early july to late july with your plan what's your wish list i think that would be a, that would be a fair question uh now we have to break is that what we're doing yeah well
7: let's go do a break and then uh
6: Okay, all right, if you guys want to jump in here, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up, get to some highlights as well. Brewers get another victory. That's four in a row, seven of eight out of the All-Star break. They take care of the Red Sox, 9-4 final. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Postgame Show, here on The Fan.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan.
6: 9-4 brewers get the victory we'll get more of your reaction on the phones here in just a second at 414-677-1250 again if you're just kind of discovering something sounds a little different here phone numbers have changed so uh, log that into your contacts you've got the fan right there and it's uh, instead of 799-1250 it's 677-1250 that's subtle change and, yeah Allows Added us a little six, more drop a 7 Move yeah, to seven, it's a six, know. seven, seven. That's it. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty, and uh, you know it allows us more flexibility. The lines are better. The lines are ba- there's more of them, and as you, know, you don't have to necessarily get the busy signal all the time, so. Uh, just changes is in the air that's for sure let's check out the numbers before we get to some more reaction here in the ball game today a 9-4 victory christian yelich keeps keeping on two for five a walk and a run scored up to 259 now willie adamas goes 0 for 4 with an rbi rowdy Telez three for four with a walk an rbi and a run scored Andrew McCutcheon, two for four with a walk and a run scored. Colton Wong, two for four, an RBI and a run scored. Hunter Renfro, one big swing for five, two RBIs and a run scored. Luis Urias goes one for five with one run knocked in. He scored a run. Omar Narvaez, two for three with an RBI and a run scored with a big fly. Vic Caratini, 0 for one, was hit by a pitch. He scored a run as well. Tyrone Taylor, he goes one for three with two walks, an RBI, and a run scored. Pitching lines today. Eric Lauer, the lefty, goes five innings, one run on four hits, three walks, four strikeouts. He threw 94 pitches. ERA now at 375. Trevor Gott, one inning. This is big for him. One hit, no runs, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. Hobie Milner, one-third of an inning. He got beat up. Three hits, three runs, all earned, no walks, and no strikeouts. Brad Boxberger, two-thirds of an inning, one hit, no runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Devin Williams, one inning, one hit, no runs, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. And Gustave pitches the one inning and gets it through to a Brewers victory. Brewers, nine runs on 14 hits, no errors. The Red Sox four runs on ten hits without an error. The win goes to Eric Lauer. He moves now to seven and three. The loss to Pavetta. He goes to eight and eight. Sixteen decisions for Pavetta this year. That's that's crazy. Brewers with the victory, 13 over 500, 57 and 44 here in the 22
3: championship season. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the Call of the Game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at five o'clocksteakhouse.com.
6: Okay, in a uh, two-to-one game, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nail-biter again and, and you're hanging on every pitch, but what was it, the fifth inning? Yep. That Hunter Renfro came through. And uh, we'll hear a couple of different versions of this. First on Bally Sports Wisconsin, the call of the game, a big two-run home run to give the Brewers a 4-1 lead off the bat of Hunter Renfro. Renfro,
14: swing and a drive.
2: This is way back. Goodbye. Hunter Renfro goes deep. Two-run home run. And it's 4-1 Brewers. It was a bomb by Renfro his 18th of the season, and his home run binge continues.
6: He's got five homers since the All-Star break in the uh, eight games. That's a huge roll. Let's hear it and hear how it sounded on FS1 televised the game today. Uh-oh.
2: Oh, Oh, Renfro sends this one high in the air, deep toward left. It is gone. A home run, two-run bomb for Renfro, his 18th of the year.
5: Hunter Renfro returns to Boston
9: and delivers a big blow in the fifth.
6: You know, this is one of the reasons why Hunter Renfro is one of the reasons why I'm hanging with this offense here all the way throughout the season. And dude hit 260 last year, had 31 home runs, 96 runs batted in last year for Boston. Those are big, big numbers, guys. Those, those numbers are legit. And there are your calls of the game. Uh, Brought to you by 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. That sounds good about now. you're sitting on the deck, uh, grill getting hot. Uh, Home grill kit from 5OClockSteakhouse.com. Check out all the details there. Let's get a little more reaction here before we hear from Craig Council. We'll go to Steve at 414-677-1250. Hey, Steve.
5: Hey, Timmy. Hey, uh, I just want to say one word, and I don't think this person or this player has gotten the respect and gotten the, the uh, accolades that he should, and that's Kutch. He is unbelievable. I loved him with the Pirates. I followed him when he went to the Phillies. Uh, I just My only wish is that he was five years younger. Mm-hmm. This guy is just, now from what I hear from rumors, if that's true, he's the one that called the team meeting players only yep. after the All-Star break. And, man, they've been ripping it ever since. I don't think people appreciate his talents, what he's done for this team, the leadership that he shows. He is just – you you can't pay him enough. Whatever we're paying him, it's not enough. I mean, the, he is It's just, a key acquisition,
6: awesome. Steve. You're right on the money. And, and I, I think this show has been guilty of that too, really not kind of honing in on what McCutcheon has provided this year. It might be the single key acquisition of the year for for David Stearns.
5: Well, and he can can DH now that we got the DH in the National League. He plays a great outfield yet. Uh, Like I said, my only regret is he's towards the end of his career, and I don't know how many more years he's got in him. But, man, I just love the guy, and uh, I just wish, like I said, I'd hear more about him.
6: Yeah, good stuff, Steve. Thanks. We'll start focusing on, on McCutcheon a little bit more. Brewers pushing things into overdrive here a little bit in the second half. Eight games, a seven and one mark, averaging just short of seven runs a game, averaging over ten hits per game, and five, just over five walks per game. And you talk about a team meeting that worked. So far, it has. I mean, that's what else are you going to point to? And McCutcheon, he's the guy that, that was uh, uh, in, into the uh, driver's seat on that. If, uh, you know, I, again, I, you know, some, some people, and I've made, made mention of this before, some people say that you just, it, it just, it's not that big of a deal. You have a meeting, you have a meeting. It's, you know, whatever. No, it's been known to work, guys. And so far through the eight games, it definitely has. We see a remarkable difference. I warn everybody, including myself, It is just eight games. But then again, maybe I'm stretching things a little bit here. Eight games is, I mean, are you starting to lean toward half a month of baseball? I mean, is it starting? The transition is starting to say, hey, this is a little bit of a sample size here. So I think the next, what what would it take you guys? Uh, Seven games? Six games?
7: It's happening against. I'd at least say, what, semi-decent teams? Decent
6: teams? The Twins? I mean, they're in first place, right? Twins, Red Sox, and, and Rockies uh, are are the victims here. And, and I don't know if it <clears throat> necessarily would have mattered. We may not have seen the dramatic increase as we're seeing now because it is, it is quite dramatic. Uh, if they were playing a Dodger team or a Braves team or, you know, anyone like that. But we definitely, I'm convinced we we would have seen some improvement it's, regardless it's, of who the opponents were. It's not the Reds. It's not the Pirates. So you can't say that. <laughs> that's so, true. There. Uh, Todd in Watertown there. Todd, what's going on?
16: Cody, boys, uh, when was that new number? I, I thought I was <laughs> was calling the Jerry Springer show there for a bit.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got a little <laughs> battle going on here. Right? Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs>
16: <laughs> you know, but you know, it's just it, and uh, what you just talked about uh, recently here. You know, eight games. That's that's five percent of the season, and um, I don't think anybody's brought it up, but I just it just popped into my mind. This really puts the pressure on the cards because, in order to keep up, they have to trade away their future, which hurts them which, you know, really favors us down the road. So either it's now or down the road, but we're, uh, we're definitely in the catbird seat with that. So hopefully uh, they'll trade somebody uh, that they didn't, you know, if they were playing better ball, they wouldn't have to trade for to keep up with us and or to, to get in the wild card. And, uh, you know, before you're talking about um, who we trade for, you know, boy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think I would leave the center fielder alone. I would leave, you know, as long as, boy, if you get up to the trade deadline and they're playing as well as they are now, you know, maybe throw your chips in and, and, and get somebody uh, with some control uh, as a reliever and, or maybe throw your chips in and, and get somebody without control that, that could really, uh, that could help you out. So, so these guys could have, you know, like a, like today, you know, it was great to set Hader down. But how nice would it be to have somebody that pitches as well as those guys do, and rotate them out? Maybe, uh, uh, maybe you rotate in Williams on the ninth inning, and then give the Hader the night off. So you rotate in Box, and you, so they're they're fresh and they're not uh, not always stressed out.
6: You know, I, I, it's going to be interesting, Todd, to see how that back end of the bullpen is worked down the stretch here. Because, I, I mean, we've been we've been monitoring this for a while. They're going to need some breaks here. Now, the off days are helping. Certainly, uh, Thursday we've got an off day on Monday. Then the I believe the following Ooh. Monday is another off day. So, those are yep. definitely helping things out a little bit. Uh, the fact that you're tacking on runs late that's helping out a little bit. But they're still. Either a good Jake McGee or another acquisition, short of you know, really having that other guy where you feel a ton better. Todd, I I got a scoot here. Okay. When, you know when you, I, I think the the bullpens are such a key key thing here.
16: Yeah. I yeah, mean, let those guys have a – You know, you rotate them in, and so let's say you know you 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 put Devin in 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 the ninth inning, and you put Box in the. In, in the eighth and maybe Suter. I mean, I, I, I gave up on Suter, but I did a man call thought, you know, maybe put him in in the seventh and yeah. Gustavi. So that, that, that sixth and seventh isn't so uh, stressful, but then you give those guys a day off. So you always have your guy when you really need him at the
6: end to come on in. Yeah. You're going to have to lean on these guys. Todd, thanks for the call. I, uh, I, uh, I just I just wonder here in terms of the trade deadline here coming up on Tuesday and and I was thinking about this earlier today. Why why did they let Lorenzo Cain go? And I'm not saying his numbers warranted, you know, additional playing time or or you know, uh, you can't ignore those numbers and but I just I'm wondering that right now what Lorenzo Kane may have provided here uh, either a benefit through uh, clubhouse leadership, and I know that that's not worth a lot to some people. Uh, or on the field where he just makes a tweak or something has some sort of resurgence or it gets hot for a little bit, bridges a gap to whatever trade you were going to make or is involved in a trade, or you know again, all sorts of things. Because I look at the alt- alternative. What did you get? What did you gain? Do you think, you,
7: do you think Jonathan Davis
6: was adequate at no, all? No. Not at all. Not in hindsight. And again, I, 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 I wondered at the time when they DFA'd him or, or dumped him. Like, you've got a guy in mind. And they just, it's Jonathan Davis. You want to tell me, has he played in a while?
7: Where think, is he? I think he's played in two games since the All-Star break.
6: I mean, Lorenzo Cain could do that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he could. That's just something I was thinking about earlier today, and it's like, wow, you know, this trade deadline is you know, coming up on us, and I just wonder what kind of tool in the toolbox that, that would have provided here, either for the team, for a trade. Again, all, all the things I stated. I don't know. Just puts in for a good thought. And this just in – if you purchased your Mega Millions ticket in uh, suburban Chicago, you Check have a chance.
7: It. Check your ticket.
6: <laughs> I did not buy mine in suburban Chicago.
7: I did not as well.
6: No. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> That's why you're working tonight. Uh, how much did you spend on it? Uh, I bought two. So f- what? Four dollars? Four bucks? Okay. Yeah, I went. I ran around and I bought my. Uh, I bought my nephew one ticket. I was gonna buy ten bucks worth, so five. Okay. And then I just split it up between four on one for me, and then I just gave him a ticket. I said, "Hey, you win this thing, you owe me ten mil." I think that was a <laughs> ten mil. <laughs> that was a fair deal, right? No, very fair, very. Fair. And he said, "He said deal. I'll give you ten million dollars." He said, "But the deal is, you, I'll give it to you in Las Vegas." <laughs> deal and deal. For sure. All right, let's hear from uh, Craig Council after the break here. Um, maybe a little time for you. I doubt it, and, uh, and but maybe. B- by the way, now
7: the next time we have those two callers, if somehow they call at the same time, mm-hmm. we'll just uh, we'll get that wrestling bell ready here oh, and, we'll, yeah. and let them go at it.
6: Yes, Roger and Rocket. That could be very entertaining. Uh, no, it, no question about it. And and they can just have a the little debate. Feed rising
16: inflation with Colt.
6: Maybe we can we can do a radio handshake between the two of them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be a radio rumble. Brewer fans get along so well. Oh, yes. <laughs> a yeah. radio rumble. I like it. Yeah, there we go. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. Brewers beat the Red Sox to take game two of the three-game set. They go after the sweep tomorrow with some things to button up, including hearing from Craig Council next here on The Fan.
3: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250
4: AM The Fan. Yeah, I mean, everybody... Had a, had a chance definitely to contribute. And it's, you know, I mean, I think it just, it makes you feel like a tough offense when you got everybody doing something. And, um, you know, we've, we've continued to do a good job of that. And, um, you know, the, the, we're making it tough on a lot of innings. That's that's what we're doing. And, you know, we didn't cash in a couple early and then, and then we cashed in pretty good late. How much of this do you think is just guys getting that break? You know, all those road games, first half. Um... I, I, don't ha- I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, it's just we're getting the what we what we hope for is that it is that we'd have contributions up and down the lineup and and we're just doing a good job. And I mean, Yelly feels like he's on base three times a game. and. Um, we're getting a home run sometime when from the middle of the order when we we got guys on base. Um, but it's it's the guys on base a lot, um, and, and each inning giving us a chance to do something each inning. What about
6: the
0: late inning offense? You know, scoring five runs there in the last.
4: Yeah, well, today was just um, you know we gave ourselves a breathing room. They put together a big a good um, you know a good seventh to to, to get it close, and um, you know we've done it the last two days to extend leads. And uh, we, you know, we would make it easier on our pitchers. Greg, Aaron looked like he struggled a little bit with the command early, but kind of settled in as the game went along. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, I think that's that's very accurate. Um, I think it was 27 pitches in the first, uh, or 29 in the first, and um, but he, you know, he got he definitely got better as the game went on. But he he ate up some pitches. You know, through three innings, he was, I think he was sitting around 70 pitches, and he just he just ate up a bunch of pitches early. Um, but again, you know it, it, the 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 heart. It's just very similar to last start. You know the the hard contact. He's avoiding that, so it's it's not stuff in the middle of the zone. It's just just a just a lot of foul balls and too many too many balls. We talked about Devin before
0: the
4: game, but I mean, what? How special is this streak that he's on? Yeah, I mean it's it's <clears throat> I mean it's incredible. I mean you, you get spoiled by streaks like this. You know I think we all do. Um, that, uh, you know, he, that he's just been so good. And you just have to, it's the number of pitches that you have to just keep making pitches and really to not, you know, have, make a mistake or leave a pitch out over the plate or, or throw a pitch that somebody can drive. That's what he's done so well. I mean, it, maybe a walk, maybe a single, but the damage, he's he's done such a good job of um, getting the hitter just in between enough where they don't feel uh, offensive, you know, uh, damage oriented against them. And and that's what the swing and miss does. It, it puts, it kind of puts the hitter on defense a little bit. And Devin's, the, the combination right now is, is just tough for hitters to handle. Craig, when you look at the entirety of this team right now, seven wins, eight games out of the break, how much confidence is this, are these guys playing with right now? Well, it's good baseball. I mean, you win you win games, It's it means you're playing good baseball. You're doing a lot of things right. Um, You know, and that I think that includes the defensive side of the ball. Um, So it's just it's it's contributions from a lot of people. It's contributions in a lot of areas of the game, and um, you know I I think it's it's always it's important to play, you know, to just show yourself you can play like this, Um, and and we're doing it on the road now, and, and that's a good sign.
3: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show on 12:50 a.m. The Fan time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros.
0: Colton what a great day for you guys offensively 14 hits nine runs and you got things going. You guys were able to score five runs after the seventh inning. How are the at bats just consistent up and down the lineup today.
10: Yeah I think it's a group effort. You know you got to be proud of the guys and what we're trying to do you know we're trying to continue to keep the line moving have good tough at bats and make these pitchers work and uh, the second half has been fun man. we've been having really good at bats collectively as a team and that's all you can ask for.
0: You've come out swinging as well after the break, Colton. You had nine hits on the homestand. You came back a hit last night, two hits here today, the RBI as well. What's gone into your approach?
10: Oh, just not trying to do too much. You know, obviously, I felt like I gave away a lot of at-bats in the beginning of the season uh, and, and that whole first half. So I just wanted to come in and make sure I, I kind of locked it down a little bit, started my grind, and, and you know, I'm not going to look up until the season's done. You know, just continue to grind, put together good at-bats and try and do what I can for the team.
0: Well as a team you guys are rolling it's a four game winning streak now you guys have scored 55 runs coming out of the break but Devin Williams as well 30 consecutive scoreless appearances. He hasn't given up a run since May. How nasty has Devin been.
10: I mean every guy I mean if there's guys that ever get on base against Devin they're always asking me questions like dude what is that we're facing. You know I mean Devin's one of those guys where he's starting to figure it out and he's so young but he's still making so much strides and adding a few more pitches to his arsenal and it's fun man. it's cool to see him continue to grow and you know I hope I'm with the Brewers for a little longer because I don't want to face that anytime soon so we'll see how it goes
6: yeah Colton Wong there on Bally Sports Wisconsin with Sophia Minert, 417 batting average since the All-Star break for Colton Wong and 30 consecutive scoreless appearances for Devin Williams and does he now start leaning on the 40 consecutive you know Josh Hader uh, tied that record earlier this year. That could be a, uh, a record that is broken by his teammate. You, you never know. All right, we'll take a break, take a look at the uh, matchup for game three. Bust the broom out. The Brewers have a chance to sweep the Red Sox. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, as always, here on The Fan.
3: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game.
6: All right, final couple of minutes here after the Brewers take game two of this three-game set, 9-4 the final, and uh, yeah, Devin Williams quoted after the game saying this is uh, the best that they've played for a stretch here. If it's not the uh, offense picking up the pitching, it's the pitching picking up the offense, and the defense has played well as well. Now, the defensive part of it, this, this is something that Craig Council refers to quite a bit. Is we're just playing better baseball. Okay, fair enough. That's true. You win baseball games, you're doing something right. I think it's a little bit deeper than that, and, and I've said it through this stretch that the, it's a cleaner form of baseball. It's more crisp. Uh, brand of baseball that they're playing right now. You're not seeing the the Bad News Brew crew throwing the ball around the diamond and have multiple errors. And and you saw a a couple of miscommunication issues yesterday, but it didn't result to any, you know, debacle. Uh, They're just playing a better form of baseball. And every day that goes by that they do this, it becomes more real. And that's the key factor here. That's why a game like tomorrow... You know the philosophy shouldn't be, hey, you already took the series two games to one. No, no, no. Deal with that after the game. The game going, the, the the thought going into the game is, put the damn hammer down, let's go. You know, foot on the throat here, kind of just get rid of them. And we'll see what happens. It's a first pitch after the last pitch. You make the switch. Right here is always Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show and Tim the Matchups for tomorrow.
7: Tomorrow, going for the Brew Crew, Aaron Ashby, 2-8 and eight with a 4.38 ERA. If you remember his last start against well, who, Colorado.
6: Seven, seven yeah. innings, a couple of runs given up, man, and he, he was outstanding. Now, think think about if he does throw a gem tomorrow again, say he goes six, seven innings of uh, one or no run ball. Wow, they, they got something really cooking then. And then uh, Josh Winkowski going for the Red Sox. The Polish
7: rifle. 3-5 and five with a 5.18 ERA over his last seven. He's no, 0-1 well, with That kind 15. of
6: I- yeah. ERA, Polish pea shooter, I think, maybe.
7: He, uh, he hasn't made it out of the fifth in his last five starts. So hopefully the Brewers offense can continue that trend.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe give Josh Hader another day off. You know, if they don't need Josh tomorrow, he's available tomorrow, didn't go today. You get the off day the following day give, on Monday. Give,
7: give all those guys, all those A pitchers in your yeah, uh, bullpen.
6: Maybe a off Brent off. Suter sighting tomorrow after Ashby and – uh, the offense goes uh, four, five, six runs, gives it some cushion. Ashby gets into the seventh, and Souter just takes it off the sheet. suter has been that? pitching
7: well off since the break, so yeah, I like you're, that. You're, like you're that.
6: right. Okay, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow after uh, game three. Been a fun show here tonight. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your night. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. See you tomorrow in Smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back.